everyone, welcome to the Brand Up Podcast, the place for founders with a million ideas, neurodivergent minds, and growing brands. If you sometimes find traditional marketing advice trickier to follow than you'd like, friend, you're not alone. I've lost count of the neurodivergent founders I've worked with who find traditional marketing advice difficult to follow, exhausting to execute, and frankly, disappointing in its results. On this podcast, you will learn about marketing that works for all kinds of brains. You'll hear conversations with experts who found their way to success, both online and in the real world. Whether I'm interviewing a guest or sharing the occasional solo episode, my promise is that we'll share useful information about how to market your business with more ease and better results, especially if, like me, you're neurodivergent. Two last things before we get started with today's episode. First, I joyfully live in a house with a considerable number of Devon Rex cats, five to be precise. They are a chatty bunch and they really don't like it when I close my office door. So if you hear them crying, fear not. I promise they get all the cuddles in the world once this recording is over. And two, I am prone to dropping the occasional sweary word. And I invite my guests not to censor themselves either when they join me on the podcast. So if you have sensitive ears around, pop some headphones in and you'll be all set. Let's get to today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Brand Up Podcast. My guest today is a wonderful, spitfire, incredible powerhouse of an entrepreneur. She is an agricultural consultant in the incredibly rough and demanding landscape that is the Shetland, and beautiful landscape, I hasten to say, that is the Shetland Isles in the very north of Scotland. Karen McGivern is a woman who supports farmers and crofters, you'll find out what they what those are, to have businesses that are thriving and support them and their families without exhausting them. Karen and I worked together on her brand's voice and her messaging, and I invited her today to talk about that experience and to catch up on how her business is growing. And I am delighted to hear that it is growing very well indeed. Buckle up and enjoy this conversation. Karin is a brilliant character. We do swear in this episode, so if you have sensitive ears around you, you might want to pop some headphones in or listen to this when you're on your own. I look forward to hearing what you think of this conversation. It's a good one. It is a delight to see you again in the beautiful, beautiful islands of Scotland, way up in the north. Where are you exactly talking to us from today? I am in Larwick in Shetland, which is the most northerly group of islands in the UK. People who are living up there and working up there are the ruggedest of the rugged, I should imagine. And you would know very well because you are an agricultural consultant to some of these people who are growing, minding, caring for 
the land, the animals, and everything that issues forth from both the land and the animals. Can you explain just for a minute before we get started with this conversation, what you do in your work as an agricultural consultant? It's quite a varied role, actually. We do a lot of different things to support the agricultural community. So that it's primarily farmers and crofters, especially in this part of the world. Crofters is like smaller holdings, so like small holdings that people would be more familiar with that term. But we can do anything from general administration support, which is record keeping and such like, right through navigating subsidy schemes and application systems, um, government red tape to helping them create extra income streams from their, their holdings through things such as holiday lets or marketing their own meat boxes or leisure facilities on farm so it is a really really wide range of, of things that we do but people come to us because we don't speak a language as such we talk cleanly to them we have a no jargon policy in this office which is quite difficult to have at times because there's a lot of jargon in our industry but people like the fact that we're straight talking we explain things and we help them which is the important thing so the plainest words perhaps to use to explain what you do is you help crofters which was a new word when I started working with you I had no idea what that meant so people who have small holdings crofters and farmers to have more efficient establishments so so properties herds etc more efficient land management to save money make money and have money for the future and also to obtain money that they're eligible to obtain from the government through various subsidies, etc. Yeah, that would be a, a good summation of what we do. The way that you explained the work that you do is not always how you explained the work that you do. And the reason I invited you on to have this conversation, to have a spotlight on you and your work, is because about a year and a half ago, you decided to step into my group program called Loud and Clear, which is a three-month brand voice and messaging program that helps clients to create a unique brand voice and all of the messaging that you need to then go out and do all of your marketing without having to think about it all the minutes of the day and so that you can get on and do the rest of your work. And it was a delight to work with you. The way that you just explained the work that you do and that we were just able to summarize it isn't always the way that you were talking about it. And I know this because about 18 months ago, you decided to join Loud and Clear, which is my group program for wonderful clients like you who have so many ideas and all of the details and complexity of the work that you do and your business in their heads, and just like you had. And it all sort of jumbles on the way out because there's so many nuances to what you do. And working with you both in Loud and Clear and in the Brand Voice Club, which is the container after the three-month experience of Light and Clear, where you were able to then put your brand voice to use in your actual business live for six months together with me, so that now you've really integrated it into yourself. When we started working together as an agricultural consultant, I imagine you weren't lying awake at night thinking, I really must work on my brand voice. What was it that at that point, maybe you were frustrated by, you were feeling challenging and yet you knew needed some kind of support around so that you could get back to the work that you like to do or so that you could, whatever it was that you couldn't manage to do? I was a pivot 
pivotal point in my business um, because I had a, I got into a stage that it was either go big or go home. To go big, I was going to have to do some serious work to leverage my business. I mean, my main competitor, who's just across the hall, is a big corporate company. And we are now week on week taking customers from them, which is absolutely fantastic. But if I hadn't done the work with yourself to solidify my own ramblings and make it more concise and resonate with people it would never ever have gotten to the stage that it is now i've just written a column for the scottish farmer which is like the agricultural publication in scotland um so i'm about to be published in there on the back of what the work that i've done with yourself and other people to try and solidify my marketing i still don't have a marketing plan but I have my brand voice guide that I use and I do use it and I update it. And that says a lot because I have done various courses and stuff over time. And you know yourself, it sits in your inbox or a file on your desktop and you never look back at it. But I do. And my team use the brand voice guide for my business, um, which is an important thing. It delights me to know that you are using your brand voice guide, which is the, the structure that I've created for my clients to be able to speak more clearly about the work that they do. And I adore that you're not letting it gather digital dust because you're keeping it alive. It's like the language encyclopedia for your brand, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into it. It has a lot of me in it because obviously the brand voice for my brand is comes from me and to allow my team to convey that, I need to keep that up to date because I change, I develop, the, the work that we're doing changes at times of year and such like. It's hard to explain how integral a part it is in what we do every day. It has so many more sections to it now as well. I've put things like template reply emails or template emails to go out to clients. Yeah. So if rather than me having to write them, they're there and Gail can copy and paste them or Elsie can copy and paste them and send them from me so the client still has that one-to-one -one without me having to be one-to-one -one with nearly 200 clients which is not possible that is amazing no it's it's not possible and when we first started working together and it's funny because you have this larger than life presence even across a screen this this immense presence and so much power and so much knowledge right and and care true care for not only the the admin side and the making sure that things are running efficiently on the croft or on the farm, the care for the animals. But you also have this piece, which from far, far away, if I think about the archetype of the Northern Scottish Isle farmer, I don't immediately think of a big care bear snuggling up to, you know, all the mushy things in life. I no. think of people who are weathered and tried by the by nature very much so because of your geographic location and the vagaries of bureaucracy and ever-changing laws and requirements around the thank goodness requirements around the environment but then what that means for them if they've been farming for 50 years and now they can't do things that they had to be they had to learn how to do something that they weren't doing before and now they can't do that thing that they were forced to do and it becomes really complex and you have this amazing blend of all the knowledge, none of the bullshit, and the care for the humans that are behind it. And you're the bringer of that humanity, that gentleness, that 
hang on, if you don't care for yourself, no one else is going to care for your cows. It was really interesting to me to meet that force in you and then to learn over time that no matter how successful the business you had already, which you did, right, it was still challenging to go after that column in the Scottish Farmer magazine and to make yourself known and to take stands that were perhaps somewhat feather ruffling. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that process of, of going from where you were and stepping into, as a result of the work that we did together on your brand voice and messaging, stepping into that next version of you? I always had like two personas and I, and I liken it to the, the way Beyonce speaks about herself when she goes on stage. You've got Beyonce and you've got Sasha Fierce. And I very much had my work face and my own face. And my work face was probably at that time a little bit more demure and appropriate and suffocating, for want of a better term. But coming to work with you, I learned that I don't need to suppress who I am to fit into a box. I never set this business up to be a big corporate entity. That's never what I wanted to do. I wanted to help people. And by working with you on the brand voice, it peeled layers off of who I was trying to be to bring out the true me, which allowed me to build my business the way I wanted it to be, not because it has to be that way. The first thing that people say whenever they come in through that door is, God, you really are who you are. Because the the voice that comes across in any any of the social media or articles that I write is, is my voice, because that's the way I write. There is no bullshit round about it, pardon the, the term, but going through that journey, oh my goodness to realise that you don't have to fit in the box. You don't have to sit in the corporate chair. Even down to the realisation that all of the stuff that we've been doing about the digital world and all the rest of it doesn't matter to my business because the majority of my clients aren't digital. They are real people out there. And that's a totally different language that you're using because you're doing it in print or you're doing it face-to-face or radio broadcast or whatever it may be it was a journey but it was a journey that was well worth doing because it has allowed the the next step to be taken to leverage the business you assume that you're coming to do a course on brand voice which yeah you are and it's a brilliant 12-week course and the six six months of building your your guide was just something else it's almost like a self-discovery course at the same time because you're finding yourself in business. I mean, I was 18 years in business now this year. So we're speaking 15 years, 16 year plus, And I'm sitting there going, wow, I didn't realize about this about myself. And I didn't realize this about my business. And just by working through the process that you have, you take a step back and you go, right, okay. So we can do it this way. We can say these things. It's not, I'm known to drop an expletive or two. It's who I am, it's what I do. I never used to do it with a client. But I get to the stage now, it's like, fuck it. That's the way it is. And if they're not happy, they can go across the hall to the corporates. They can be treated like a number. Or they can sit here and have a coffee and a chat and be told the truth. It's up to them. And you know that the day that they step in muck and their boot comes off when they're tending their pigs, they're not going to say, oh, fiddlesticks. You know they're dropping an F-bomb and whatever else it is that they might have gorgeous expressions up in the Shetland Islands. Like, yeah. You know, you know they're not, the cow steps on their foot and then does a pivot turn on them. They're not going, oh, Nelly, move off. Like, that's not what happens. No, you have a horse, you know what it's like. Yes, and he's broken my toe. So I really, really do know what it's like. Although, to be fair, I don't think I swore that in that moment because I was more intent on getting him off 
I know. What is fascinating in hearing you say that is that it may sound like, or, or you may conclude that in doing this work together, what I invite clients like Karen to do is to bring more of themselves to the brand. And that's true to an extent in that your brand comes through you and from you. But where I see the biggest freedom coming for you to express yourself and for you to not conform to whatever ideas we all have inherited from going through education systems and so on. The biggest difference I think is saying, hang on a second, your brand is not you. It doesn't matter that Karen McGiven Agriculture was founded by Karen McGivern and that you are the head and the spokesperson and the active consultant on the brand. It doesn't matter. It's not when people buy your consultancy services, what they get is your help accessing the funding that they're entitled to or your team support in making sure that all of their herds are dewormed at the right time. And that's what they're getting. They don't get your pinky finger whenever they buy time with you. What I noticed with you, and I noticed this with every single one of my clients, is that when I say, hang on a second, it's like kids, they come through you, from you, they're not you. They're of you, but not you. And your brand is of you, but it's not you. You have an adorable French bulldog. Your French bulldog isn't part of the deal when people come in to work with you. Your family, as in its various permutations, isn't what they get. Like all of those things are part of what make you who you are, but you only bring the relevant parts and the parts that you've consciously chosen through the work that we did together to express through the brand. Is that fair to say that that was one of the pieces that helped you get that? Yeah. Brand? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you say, it, it, it comes from rather than being. So it, it's finding that work language that these are the structures that we want. This is the pillars that we want, especially when you're speaking about content pillars and things like that. And you know what you want to say? We've all got an opinion on everything, but is that opinion controversial? Are you going to upset somebody? Are you going to, is the language going to be offensive? And, and then you look and you go, right, okay, this you is what care. we're doing. No, it's the bottom line. And that was what I realised, is I don't care. I have an opinion. I am entitled to my opinion. And it is that. It's my opinion. doesn't make it fact. No more than your opinion is fact. It is your opinion and you're entitled to it. And and this is the thing. It's It was such a, a wake-up call. Because you have, like you say, you have all these preconceived ideas about things. And your brand is what you want it to be. Part of that is to do with your industry. Part of that's to do with your audience. And part of that is to do with who you are. But not only, as you say. So you have gone from being this, this you know, successful businesswoman in a really tough climate to like physical climate. And also it was, we were just coming out of the pandemic when we worked together. Uh-huh. It's still in the pandemic, really. And at the time you were running your business from your house and you were living on the mainland. Talk a little bit about some of the changes that you've made, that you made during that time. Some of which I think we can tie to the work that we did together. Some of which are just life changes. Like you say, I was living on the mainland. I was commuting through the areas that I work in. I work through the whole of the north of Scotland. If you imagine the Scottish map, you've got the whole of the north, the Northern Isles and the West Isles. That was my main target area. Can we just take a second before we move on from that? You say that like it's not a big deal. I have discovered in following your Instagram that a commute is not what people say in Toronto where I worked a long time, a long time before coming to Europe, isn't like the getting on the go train and 40 minutes later, you're sitting at your desk. Oh no. When you're commuting from the mainland to the places you're commuting to, could you just roughly, how long is that commute? From Aberdeenshire to here is between 12 and 14 hours overnight on a boat. Hours. Hours. 
hours. Oh my God. You were living on the mainland, just doing a little casual commute, 14 hours to get to some of the people on some of the islands, and then just a little bit more casual commuting. Also, can we just talk about the fact that it's not... It's not even like it's an easy 14 hours. You're on a ferry in rough seas. You are seriously badass. The areas that I support are severely neglected for support. And that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about is that why should you be penalised because of where you happen to live? We live in a modern world now. And it, it made me giggle during COVID because... The pandemic cut and all these companies closed their doors and there was no service. We'd been using Zoom for years because we had to. We, we were serving people across the north of Scotland. You can't physically go to the Isle of Lewis to go and see one man because he's having problems with his sheep records. Or to the Isle of Barra, as much as I love the Isle of Barra, you can't just hop in a car and go to the Isle of Barra. It's, it's a day trip and more to get there but that was the thing that's the thing that's why I focused on those areas was because they are underserved I mean we have so many challenges here in Shetland remoteness is the the biggest one apart from haulage costs I mean the, the cost of haulage to, to such a remote place is, is unreal I mean we're very fortunate at the moment that we have 24 hour daylight is absolutely fantastic but there's all these great things going on at the moment because there's just been a, a yacht race just just finishing. First boat started coming in yesterday lunchtime. They've come from Bergen to here. So there's 44 yachts coming across the North Sea and then we've got tall ships coming in in July and Biker Festival for Midsummer and there's been all sorts of really unique people arriving on the islands and everybody's so chatty and friendly and it's like, why wouldn't you want to be here? Exactly. And when you are there, you need the support. And so what a beautiful offering you have to the people who need just as much support as those who are in Surrey in the south of England or in Ireland or wherever wherever it might be anywhere around the world so we've talked about the fact that you were doing this gentle commute then what happened I can think of three big changes just off the top of my head that you put into place during the time that we were working together some of which one in particular two in particular I think that were directly connected to the work we did well I upped the support round about me as well which was a big thing I took my admin assistant from like eight hours a week to 20 hours a week and then brought another lassie in for eight hours a week um because i needed that support i can't do it all and that was one of the things that i realized is that to up the ante if you like i had to bring the team and i had to build the team and by building the brand voice guide that was another tool that they could utilize because it allowed them to be able to stand on their own two feet because i do have sample texts sample emails sample scripts for phone calls that when they start or when they're, they've got a new task to deal with there they are that's how I would deal with it that's what I would do take it run with it put your own spin on it that's fine but this is what I would do and it saves me having to be there and, and hand holding because if I'm not hand holding my clients I'm not hand holding my team I shouldn't have to yeah, and exactly. that's why we and... that's why we have these tools so the brand voice guide is one of those things that helps me to run my business it also helps my team to run my business but then we moved to Shetland and the team became remote then I upheavaled my whole life and, and moved here I left everything behind and came here and set up an office which is in the rural centre of Shetland this has got the livestock market you can't see the window that's behind here but you'll see on my Instagram occasionally I'll put up things for their stuff going on and we are in the hub of everything agriculture in Shetland. It was a smart move. It was a bit daunting because my biggest competitor is across the road. 
literally, I come out of my door and he's there. I don't care. Oh, hello. I have an invitation for you. Do you ever feel like you're always starting from scratch when you create marketing content? Or hired a freelancer who did an okay job, but somehow their words just didn't sound like you? Maybe you have team members waiting for you to approve marketing content so you can get the word out about your amazing offer. Ugh, I feel you. It's hard. And I have good news. What if you could curate everything you know about your brand into a comprehensive collection and have it handy by your side every time you wanted to communicate? Or better still, hand it over to your team, brain transplant style, so you'd be sure that they'd get the voice just right. You can. Helping you do that is my superpower, which is handy because I'm currently taking applications for Loud and Clear. It's the small group program that I created to help entrepreneurs like you sort through all that muddled spaghetti of stuff that you know about your brand. We start early in 2024. Want to come along for the ride? Over three months, we'll create a resource that saves you time, effort, energy, and money. Best of all, it gets your work known without you ever having to start from scratch or be the bottleneck for your team. If you're ready to focus on what you do best instead of all the marketing, then Loud and Clear might be for you. If you know that you need to do this work, but group programs aren't really your jam, I also work one-to-one. -one. The link to contact me about this is in the show notes, or you can get in touch with me on socials at Andy Ferguson. Whether you are interested in the Loud and Clear group program or if you think you'd like us to rock it ahead, the two of us together. Either way, sharing what's in your head helps your brand grow. Let's get back to the episode. I remember you getting ready to go there, go to the island. And I remember the nervous anticipation slash terror of, oh shit, I think I'm going to rent this space. And genuinely, you were able to get front row center office space where you just look out your window down onto the livestock market, uh -huh. literally in front of your window. If you open your yep. window, you can hear them. And even if you don't open your window, you can hear them. <laughs> and you really are able to, to, you know, just walk down and you were saying how you're, you know, a lot of the work that I do is with clients who are operating in the digital space. And yes, you may have people finding you on the digital space, but I'm going to wager that the bulk of your clients are not taking a little coffee break in their giant John Deere or their Massey Ferguson tractor and flipping through Instagram, hoping to find an agricultural consultant or checking out what different, you know, businesses have said on Facebook, they have physical pressing, urgent, climactic season oriented imperatives and deadlines. And that is where their life is. And so they're hearing from, you know, their nearest neighbor, 25 miles down the road that, you have done some work for them and helped them get a grant or that, you know, that, that they've realized that they needed to take better care of themselves because you've given them a swift kick with love to look after themselves as the greatest asset in their business or that you help them, you know, fluidify a, 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 some kind of a process 
or you took some of the work off their hands, the admin they couldn't be bothered to do because maybe, you know, numbers and accountancy and all that stuff is, you know, record keeping is so tedious and exhausting for them and they don't want to do it at the end of their 24-hour daylight work day at the moment that they're making the most of. To see that you were also able to adapt and to say, okay, right, this is the brand's voice. These are the messages. This is how we are going to speak as a brand. And to apply that in what we would now, funnily enough, call more traditional settings, i.e. talking to people. Getting that column in the in the newspaper was, uh, in the magazine was big, but you were also in a newspaper at the time when we were working together. Regular column in the paper, which means that quarterly, is that right? Yeah. People see a full page of things that come out of your brain about new legislation, political goings on, challenges that are happening in the Shetland Islands amongst crofters and farmers. And you are building a name for yourself with confidence based on the messages that you and I co-created through that group experience. It is growing your business. Definitely. The the work that I'm doing with the writing, the work that I'm doing, even just standing, having a chat with somebody outside, the lady that runs this the facility next door, which is a, the local slaughterhouse, Quite often I'll stand and speak to her in the morning and somebody else will come in and then I'll end up having a five-minute chat with them. Not necessarily about anything in particular, but that five minutes, the next thing you know, the door's getting a, a knock and, oh, can I make an appointment to come and see you or can send a message? And, and word of mouth, by far, is the biggest thing. I mean, in the last month, I've had maybe a dozen new clients come directly through word of mouth. The, a business size of yours, a dozen new clients a month. And that is potential. The clients that you have don't need you one time. No. The admin they have to do and the grants they're applying for and the potential improvements and greater efficiencies and you know livestock management or we've had conversations about fertilizer. We've had conversations about chemical management generally. We, I mean, it's it was fascinating to work with you because I got to put my horse-loving, animal-loving, farm-gallivanting hat on and and just learn so much about the industry and how it works in the Shetland Isles that I've never visited yet, but plan to. And to really learn a lot about the work that, that you do, your clients, what their needs are. I'm able, far, far away, to explain exactly what you do because you took the time to find the words. And what's beautiful about what you're saying is that it really is those conversations, the five-minute conversations where you say it's not about anything in particular, but I would absolutely lay down tons of cash and bet on the fact that it might not feel like it's about anything in particular, but you are able to super clearly and confidently say, this is what I do, or yeah, I've got an office upstairs, stop by for coffee sometime. Just the confidence to say, I'm here, when you need someone, give us a ring. That confidence maybe wasn't there before because you know exactly what your wheelhouse is, how you show up in it, the play that you do there, the things you don't do there, who's welcome, who you don't want to see. And that gives you so much confidence. But that was the other thing was that doing the brand voice work gave me the confidence to sack some clients. I mean, there was one client in particular who was just an absolute energy drain. Every time you saw the name coming up on your phone or in your email inbox, you're like, oh, here we go again. And it's never just one thing, it's everything. And it was like working for the Samaritans. You know how you get these Samaritan helpline? It was like that some days. And I'm like, I can't take this anymore. But then 
deadlines would be missed and information wouldn't come in on time and whatever else and I'm like I'm wasting my time he couldn't keep boundaries and I was too flexible with my boundaries and that's the one thing I'm finding now is that there's the line don't cross it because you'll just find there's a closed sign up the life balance that I'm having now is so much better as well because fight like you say finding that confidence to go no I'm not putting up with your crap. You want to deal with that, you go and take it somewhere else. It's not for me. And it was a challenge to get rid because there was a, a long, long-term relationship there as far as the business is concerned. Mm. But it's done. And it's just opened up so many doors because I now have energy to focus. And I didn't realise how suppressed I was by one business. It's like, wow, it's just unreal. But that came from the work that we were doing. And finding that confidence and it's like, just, you don't actually realise, it's only sitting speaking to you now, it's like, wow, these things all came about the weeks, months after doing all this work. Talk to us about the energy savings, time savings, mental gymnastics savings, that having your clearly defined roadmap encyclopedia to your language and to your brand's voice and your messages what difference has it made for energy time for mental well-being i I don't like to use the same word again but it is like a revelation having that clear consistent guide and the content pillars especially that bit especially that when i am actively marketing the business because we're sort of pulled back from that slightly at the moment because i don't want to build too much momentum too quickly because we've still got some foundation stuff to do in the background which is fine but when we were actively marketing and actively using digital platforms and and things like that right we have the best part of our content plan here because we've got our pillars it was all there it was all mapped it wasn't that dread that no i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and paint the ceiling instead of doing my content marketing because i would find any job to do other than do it the fact that it's there and i know i can pick it up i mean even today i could sit down and i could do a week's worth of posting because it's guidelines it's not topics and, and i've done a lot of different courses over content marketing and things and by far the strongest one is this content pillars that you do because it gives you the topics it gives you the the standpoint that you're taking it doesn't give you the posts you're not focusing on right this is what you have to do this day and that day and the next day it gives you a framework to go and go right this month our theme for our socials is politics and we know that this has happened and this has happened and this has happened right okay and we look and we find the bits and it's all there and it's so easy and it's just the energy isn't being drained from you to go and do your marketing because the tool's there to help you that foundation is there it's like doing sops it's it's not easy to do don't get me wrong it's far from easy to do it is hard work and finding the right language and the, the right words and context and all these bits and pieces it took weeks it wasn't something that just happened overnight it took weeks and weeks and weeks there was a lot of tears at times because it was frustrating because you just weren't getting it and then all of a sudden it was like okay light bulbs come on we've got that bit we'll work with that bit the fact that i know that i've got that it's, it's, it's like your um security blanket it's there so if ever i'm feeling that right okay i'm not sure what, where we're going with this 
I can go back to it and I can go, right, okay, we've got that, we've got that. Right, we'll do this. And it's become such an integral part of the business. It's now part of our business documents. We have a, a folder in our shared OneDrive that has the SOP manual. It has the color guide for and fonts and brand guide there. It has the brand voice guide in it. And these are working documents that we work with all the time to keep our business on track the way we want it. Because it's so easy to go off a pivot. It is. And often those pivots are, they feel really tiny at the beginning. But when you start messaging a little off, you start positioning yourself a little differently. I often say to my clients, it's like when a pilot sets their course. And if the pilot sets the course one degree off at takeoff, say flying from California to New York, by the time they get, they want to be at New York, it might have started out as a one degree difference at the beginning, but after you fly whatever it is, 5,000 kilometers, you end up in Florida instead of you've aimed one degree too far south at the off. I'm sure that if you're a physicist or a, some kind of geographer, my metaphor is inaccurate technically, but you get my point. It feels like not a big shift. And then very quickly, you're way over here and people are misunderstanding and suddenly you're attracting clients that you're actually really not supposed to work with. And you don't really like doing that kind of work. And that's not really what I meant. And, and so what is brilliant and when you do all of the work, and this is, you know, you were talking about how it's difficult and that's why I think it's so important to have a guide take you through. And I don't mean like a physical guide, like the one that you have. I mean, a human who gets to know your business and who is able to have a conversation with you flag. I'm not sure that this is really clear, or you're using a lot of jargon here. What does this actually mean to people who maybe aren't doing all the admin pieces? Or what about farmer X who's only just meeting you for the first time and doesn't necessarily know all of these words? Like, it's not, it's not how they talk about the things that they need to do. What language are they using? So to be able to have this, this, this physical guide, but also a, a human who's saying, hang on, I see jargon. Is that really what you mean? Wait, if you're building a messaging structure, which is what you're talking about, the, you know, the jumping off points, what we do is we create, I like calling them buckets rather than content pillars, but it's the same thing. I just like the idea of a flower bucket. So we have these buckets or these content pillars and you stick a label on each of them. It's a tiny label with really big writing. So you can't have like a sentence. It's just a late, like one word on the label. And so Karen, you mentioned politics and that was, that was a big deal for you was taking a stand in your industry and talking about certain things that you find unfair, certain things that are too complex, laws that are coming in or politicians that are taking stands that are going to be damaging to the population that you serve or to humans who live in Scotland or the British Isles in general who are, you know, being fed by the farmers that you serve. And to know that one of your labels is politics, so one of your content pillars or your buckets is politics, and then you have three main messages about that one thing and then each of those messages has again three messages so you end up with three 12 messages about politics and we do that five times over so you end up with 60 messages that are your jumping off points and all of which you can combine with each other because you might have a message about politics then you might have another one about the environment and you might have a message about politics and another one about self-care and you might do one about the environment and self-care and you start to cross-pollinate and suddenly you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of on-brand, on-message, jumping off points from which you can create content and you do not have to start from scratch every time. And that is what I hear you saying today and what I've heard all of my clients say is the relief of not having to start from, start from scratch every damn time you've got to create something. And your team also not 
having the great likelihood of getting it wrong if you're asking them to create content, which you then are like, oh, they just don't get it. Of course they don't get it if you, there's no it to get. If they just have to somehow by osmosis be inside your brain, you're going to find that you end up rewriting work that you've paid someone else to do and then you're resentful and it just builds this whole negative spiral. I'm guessing that doesn't happen in your business anymore. Whether I'm doing the content or someone else is doing it, it's 99% of the time, it's bang on the nose. That 1% of the time is when I've probably not explained myself fully mm. to someone. Then I've had to go back and go, right, this is actually what I was meaning. So use this area rather than that area but no the lack of frustration is just something else look at the smile on your face you have such a big smile on your face and it's work that you did right it's i was saying to a client today i'm working with at the moment this client an actual person which is a delight working with this <laughs> client today i was saying big smile the relief yeah she was just saying that it's the clarity and the savings of energy and of spinning round and round and round and round. Because once we establish what your values are, not in the way that you would normally be like, here, pick from a list of values, but we really spend some time digging deep into your values and why they matter to your business. And we're brand's values, not all of your values, because you don't bring them all. I like to talk about it creating like a sandbox. This is the sandbox that you're going to play in and the characteristics you choose for your brand voice. And this was tricky it's tricky for everyone. And it was, I remember it being tricky for you because there was the, like, am I allowed to show up this way? Am I allowed to, you know, to be a little bit bullshit and to drop the odd F-bomb? And yes, you are. And so to decide you have the sandbox, this is the space I play in. These are the things I'm going to do in the sandbox. Oh, and this is how I'm going to communicate. Once you have those guidelines and guardrails, which is what's in your brand voice guide, you can hear, Karen, you're, you're just the relief and then the the relief and then the momentum and the impulsion that it gives you and that I've just watched you grow and grow and I love that you are in a position and have been for a while I think to just be able to step way back from marketing and do the actual work you set up this business to do because you have so many clients already that you serve and your business is of a size if I'm understanding correctly that's working really well for you. Thank you very much. And you don't want to grow the client roster anymore until you're sure that you have all the things in place so that their experience will be just as excellent as it is right now. And then maybe you'll grow if you decide to grow it. But what an extraordinary place to be in. Yeah, it really is. And if you said to me when we first started that, that we would be sitting here looking at this the way it is now, it's like, nah, it's not happening. There's no way that's happening. I mean, the fact that I took yesterday off, because I could. Yeah, I just felt like it, and so I took the day off, because nothing was pressing, and take a day off, why not? Being able to just go and do things that I want to do, so it's not just that 24-7 I have to work because I have to bring the income in. And that's the other thing, is that the stability of income has improved. Because we all go through that peaks and troughs and, and all the rest of it. But by having the foundations built and communicating better to the clients that we already have mm. about what we do, because there was a few, oh my God, moments when I discovered that clients had gone elsewhere for services that we provide. So I very quickly learned that I need to up my game with my monthly newsletter and tell them what we do, remind them what we do. So that's 
been a, a bit of an eye-opener too, but income streams are definitely steadier than they have been probably for a long, long time. And hearing you say that at time of recording, because these episodes will be published after the summer break, at time of recording, the UK is in a deep recession. It is Things are extremely difficult at the moment. I don't know firsthand, but I would wager that people who run farming establishments, crofters, are in no way spared the difficulties of energy prices, high energy prices. I mean, you think about running a, a farm that has to feed livestock and that all those lights on and the temperature control for the hens and what I mean, these are not businesses that are rolling in so much affluence that that it doesn't matter to them if their energy bills go up. It can it can end them, I'm sure. And so to hear that you in that climate, in this current climate, have a more consistent income and that you can gift yourself a day. I feel a little emotional actually hearing you say that you can gift yourself a day off because you need it and you feel like it. Because the Karen that I started working with 18 months ago, as you said, that would have been completely unthinkable. And so to you who are listening, hear perhaps just how possible it is when you get the fundamentals in place that maybe aren't as sexy as the next photo shoot, which makes me laugh because I just had one early this week. Not as sexy as, a, you know, a new photo shoot or um, a new zippy website or whatever other people tell you thing that you need to have done to do the fundamentals that can sometimes be challenging is going to change your business they're the key they're definitely the key i mean there's two things that i have done in the last two years that have been key to both personal and business growth and you're brand voice guide my my brand voice guide is one of them what would you say to someone who is listening to this has been in business for a while and is maybe thinking i don't have time to do this or yeah maybe i should do this but it's a nice to have or maybe is considering working with me in some capacity what would you say to them do it pay your money sign up because you don't realize it's it's like taking on a member of staff when you take on that first member of staff, you convince yourself that you can't do it because you can't afford it. Where's the income going to come from? Oh, I'm quicker doing the things myself. Blah, de, blah, de, blah, de, blah. We make up all these excuses. We've all done it. There's all this terror around actually doing it. And it's only once you have that member of staff and you've got the systems in place and you've taught them how to do it that you realise, right, okay, I should have done this 18 months ago. And this is the equivalent piece of work that, yeah, you should do it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. And yeah, okay, it might be a bit of a vanity thing, you think. But until you have that piece of equipment, that tool, you don't know. It's like having a hair dryer. We can all use a towel to dry our hair, but we're not going to go on to a podcast to having towel-dried hair. We're going to go on with our hair blow-dried. Why would we run a business without the correct piece of equipment? It's a no-brainer. It really is a no-brainer because once you have done the work, you're going to go, ah, now I understand. And the confidence, right? You will have yeah. the equipment, so the brand voice and messaging guide that you that you will build gradually over the three months that I will guide you to co-create. And it really is a co-creation. I get my sticky fingers in your, uh-huh. in your messages. And if people need more messaging sessions one-to-one with me, they can always add those on. And I become an extension of your brain 
and I get inside your brain in many ways. And so there are two of us that know the ins and outs, the complexities of the business and PS, all of the emotional entanglements of the business. And this is a part that I recently became certified to do some energy clearing work, which had you said that to me, you know, two years ago, I would have, you know, shrugged off and said, Bleh. and you and I have done some sessions of that. And that piece of, of addressing some of the underlying friction that we have inside of ourselves that we don't even recognize that frees up the spaciousness to have that confidence and to, to, to find that fluidity of, of momentum. And also when the confidence that naturally comes, I don't work on your confidence. We don't work, we don't have a module on confidence. But what happens is that when you know, it's like the difference between if you've ever done a performance or you've given a speech, if you've rehearsed it, you have one kind of nervous. And if you haven't rehearsed it, you have a whole other kind of nervous, right? It's, it's a different lived experience. It's a different confidence. It's a different enjoyment. And it's a totally different potential that because of the confidence that you have grown yourself in doing this, because you, what you're essentially doing is demonstrating to yourself over the three months of working together that you have your own brands back. I think it's time for a cup of coffee. You are a wonder and it is so thrilling to watch you grow and grow and grow. And you and I haven't had a catch up in a long time. So I'm really grateful that you agreed to do this as a, as a recorded video and audio conversation and catch up all of the best of good things. May they continue for you. And thank you for sharing your, your lived experience and some of your growth. And for anyone who's curious to hear more of the wondrous Garen and all of the things that she puts out into the world, which are so thoughtful and powerful. I will put all of the places you can find God in, in the show notes. And if you were curious about working with me, come and have a conversation with me. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Brand Up Podcast, the neurodivergent founders hub for all things brain, voice, and brand. If you'd like to learn more about what you heard today, head to the show notes for all the useful usual links. Most importantly, if you're ready for marketing to be easier, and if you have a niggle that working on your brand voice strategy and messaging will help, psst, it really will. I'd love to talk to you about your brand. You can book a chat with me by reaching out on socials or through the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute to follow the podcast and do leave us a review. That way more brilliant neurodivergent founders like you and me will find the podcast and get the support they need. Marketing can be easier, more effective and more fun when you share what's in your brain so your brand can grow. Speak soon. Mm-hmm.